Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, just a couple of announcements before we get started. Firstly, I'm really pleased to announce that we'll be taking part in a great collaboration podcast along with a bunch of other RPG podcasters all about playing and DMing these type of games and also about what it's like to play them on podcasts. Uh, at the time of me recording this, we haven't got a release date for the first episode yet, but it's coming soon. Uh, it's called the D20 Summit, and you can find all the details about it and who's involved on Twitter at D20 Summit. Uh, the second announcement is that we'll be starting our big crossover with our friends from the Spotlight podcast in just two episodes' time. Uh, we're going to be playing the new Star Trek Adventures RPG from Modiphius over the course of a few episodes, uh, starting with a dedicated character creation episode where you'll get to meet the crew. Uh, we're really looking forward to this. Uh, we hope you guys are too. Uh, this, is a, this is a brand new game. Uh, again, when, at the time of me recording this, uh, my pre-order of the book hasn't even yet arrived yet, so that's how new it is. Um, it's a game I've wanted to play pretty much since they announced it, so um, to be able to play it on the podcast is I thought, hopefully going to be something a bit special. Uh, and finally, uh, today's uh, episode, this one that you're listening to right now, um, marks the first of ours to feature a custom-composed musical score along with uh, sound effects and other kind of atmospheric things. This is going to be continuing from now on. We hope you enjoy this addition to the show. Um, I really want to hear some feedback on this as uh, uh, the music is something I'm personally producing and um, I don't know, I'd just, uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear what you guys think of it. Uh, right then, on to today's episode. Um, this episode is the start of our second story arc, which we're calling The Relics of Malar. For those of you who are joining us for the first time and haven't heard our first story arc, uh, The Children of Erevale, it's, uh, it's not essential, as there is a short recap at the start of the game. Uh, we, of course, would love for you to go back and listen to our first adventure, but we're trying to make it as easy as possible for our new listeners to jump right in at the start of each story arc. Uh, for this arc, we're continuing with the same adventuring party as in the first one. We're still playing Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, so um, so yeah, uh, let's uh, let's jump into the game then. I uh, hope you all enjoy it. So yeah, do you guys want to reintroduce yourselves and your characters? Hello, I'm Eden, and my character is Prance. He's a wizard with a penchant for fire. Yes, he is. Hey, I'm Mark, and um... <laughs> Hey! <laughs> hey! For all you ladies out there. Um, uh, I, I'm Mark, and I play Bork, who's a halfling. Got it right this time. You did. It's great. Uh, and I have a Bisto addiction. Bisto? Bisto? Bovril addiction. It's Thank not you. much of an addiction. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. That's it. You're a fighter as Yeah, well. I'm a fighter and I don't have a very good role for me. So prepare for stupidity. And my name's Jason. I play Enaday. That's Enaday. It's Enaday. Front, it's Enaday. You know. We'll get Motherfucker, I'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used my sword yet. I will. Uh, I, I play the uh, yeah. I play the rogue. You are an elf. You are an elven rogue. And, and I am an elf. I'm super old and sick of everyone's shit. And I'm somehow lumbered with these two idiots. <laughs> character. That's obviously <laughs> character talking, not like actual. <laughs> actually, quite like the people we're playing with. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So previously, you guys uh, journeyed to the town of Erevale. You um, came across a mystery of some missing children. You eventually, through some investigation, found your way into the woods, fought and killed most of the goblins. Um, the leader of the goblins who you let live it was a hobgoblin who told you he had been paid by someone in the town to kidnap the children and deliver them to him. You followed his instructions back to a windmill outside of town where you discovered some trampled flowers which you remembered seeing the very same type of flowers in the house of a man in town who was the father of the uh, the first missing child. Kind of outside the law, you sort of broke into his house at two o'clock in the morning 
Um, luckily, your hunch was correct, and he was behind it all. Um, you found a secret underground basement um, behind a, a bookshelf. Underground, you found uh, a couple of uh, child's bodies, one of which looked like his, very much looked like it could have been his son, and you deduced that he'd been um, maybe trying to resurrect his son. You, you found a, a spell book down there. I don't know if we've mentioned whether you pocketed it or not, but you definitely looked through it. Pron's definitely pocketed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember you looking through it. I feel like it's safe to say that Prons definitely wouldn't pass up the chance for knowledge. Yeah. Or stealing things. <laughs> or possibly with the intention of setting fire to them later. <laughs> this will make good firewood. <laughs> good kindling. This um, at that At that moment, you were alerted by your um, dove uh, familiar, Apollonia, that um, the man upstairs had woken up and you, you kind of all kind of walked into the living room at the same time. He came down the stairs, you all came up the stairs and he realised he'd been rumbled and you took him into the, the local uh, watch house, delivered him to the helpful Officer Lambert and uh, that's kind of where we left off. You guys had solved the mystery of the missing <coughs> children and uh, yeah, so that, that's where we are. So, uh, about a day and a half has passed since the uh, the events that we just recapped. What has your character been up to in the last uh, day and a half or so? Well, it's safe to say that we went back to the pub, me and Bork at least. <laughs> you guys did have rooms in the pub that was sort of... I mean, you'd only paid for the first... They'd given you them for free for the first night, but I think they it was kind of implied of like, well, if you, if you want to keep... The, we'll keep the rooms for you if you want, sort of thing. Oh yeah, you, you've been dropping coin like no one's business at the bar. Oh, you? and then there's no doubt that we've come back and just made it rain immediately yeah. because that was a very profitable little outing right there. And well, we've worked up a thirst. We are pretty much the champions of Aravale, surely at this point. We've saved. Well, we didn't save the children, but we at least you saved. Out. Um, you did save. Well, you saved the girl at the start who was in mid kidnap. True. And you, one. you did save one of the two missing orphans. Um, from the basement of Jeremy. The, yeah, Jeremy was his name. But they're yeah. orphans, so there's no parents to come and reward us for that necessarily. I'm just no, thinking, but like, you, you did save them still. <laughs> so the, the town folk care is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the orphans, I, th I believe you'd. Um, did you question the priest? I think you did. We no, only briefly talked to the priest. Yeah, you briefly talked to him, but it had come up that the, the temple the had sort of helped out a little bit with the orphans and that, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, you didn't spend a lot of time in the temple, did you? We just kind of... We talked about out. religion. Prons made some more gestures. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Me and Bork were unfazed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's safe to say, like, the, the town don't, like... They're, they're not, like, uncaring about the orphans, whatever. And, okay. Um, so... So we've got a reasonable level of, like, we're, we're well-liked enough. Yeah, I think that, that, like, it was kind of... As much as the, the head policeman um, seemed to be a bit dismissive of the fact that there was, you know any kind of like conspiracy or whatever to take children like most of the people in the town had sort of they knew about it they knew something was up and something was going on you know at that point three children had gone missing and you managed to halt the fourth one going missing so at that point you know small town word travels fast kind of thing so as far so, as i'm concerned like prance is being quite happy to sit in the bar drinking reading his spell book that he's found hmm. sort of Boning up on the magical ways, seeing if there's anything particularly flame-related in there, which he may or may not have found. Okay, make, make a make an. I, I guess I'm not sure whether this be an Arcana check or an investigation check. I guess Arcana actually. Just get. Are you looking for something magical? I got plus five either way. Yeah. Okay. Go for, go for that. And which am I rolling? Sorry. Uh, that would be a D20. Yeah. D20. Yeah. I think we're kind of checking with each of you and see what each of you are doing. I got a 10, yeah, so plus 10. 5. 15? Yeah, okay, well, you've got, you're not really in a rush, so you, over the sort of the day or so, you manage to um, kind of leaf through the book. A lot of it's kind of handwritten. Um, it, you manage to make out the name on the cover as um, Matthias Seyran. It's not a name that you, you recognise, it does seem to be a very old spell book. Um, um, just from like the age and everything, uh, you, you can you can say pretty much for certain that it wasn't originally Martin's. Leafing through, you do find a couple of spells which are sort of legible enough that you are able to kind of figure out what they would do, and 
just sort of pencil them neatly into your own spellbook, and you find yourself raring to try these out at the next possible opportunity. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's sort of what you're up to. Bork, what have you been doing for the last, you know, been a day or so, you've been recuperating. Um, you know, you had a busy night. You were, you, you did a, a sweet running jump off a log. I did one of them sweet moves. Yeah. And uh, to celebrate, as we've just heard, I, I went back to the, the pub. Back to the pub? Yeah, okay. Uh, got a little tipsy. Yeah. A uh, bit sure of myself and decided to go out back and into the stables and do a bit of sword practice. Okay, what, just randomly at the, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's horses in there, but fair enough. Um, well, <laughs> you didn't start hacking up the horses indiscriminately, yeah. did you? No. That's like, okay. There's a lot of hay yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's, there's room in there for you to practice your combat yeah, moves. Yeah, small. Yeah. So you're looking to just kind of, like, you've had a couple of encounters with things, you're trying to sort of, you're like, I could do better, or? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I okay. well, from my luck at rolling I could do better yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay fair enough so you, you've you've taken the opportunity to be like okay this was a growing experience yeah yeah have you talked to anyone in the in the pub much while you're there or are you just kind of no I think um I think just celebrating our, our first victory yeah that. fair enough and are they what have you been up to for the last day I wasn't half as uh, sleep deprived as the others because I don't sleep as much anyway no you've got so. your elven um Sort of meditative Nothing. sleep, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been mostly contemplating how the battles have gone and, and finding myself uh, considering the advantages of striking while unseen and things like that. Yeah, it did serve you quite well in that previous. Well, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you make a point to talk to anyone in town, ask any questions or anything? I, I know out of the three of you, you're the one who had the most suspicions about um, Officer Barrick, the uh, the head watchman. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I, I haven't had chance really to talk to anyone, but mostly just considering and composing myself and putting up with France and Bork coming home every night drunk. <laughs> which is just the one night so far, but they were pretty drunk. Yeah, I mean, like it feels time. like it's going to become regular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the second day in a row when they've... Because obviously they, they were drinking the day before your your nighttime woodland raid. It's, it's, is, a lot, it's a lot like hanging out with people a hundred years younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> well, we don't. We, yeah, we don't time. know how old Prince is, though, do we? Prince is a it's mysterious man who has no clue about his own past. Yes, he's a, he, he holds his cards very close to himself mm. and sets fire to them. Evidently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pyromaniac magician. <laughs> okay, um, so as I say, about a day or so has passed. Um, you haven't been called back into the the watch house since um, you were. You, you dropped off uh, Martin Summerfeld and th that evening. Um, well, it was early hours of the morning, wasn't it? Officer uh, Lambert had said, oh, you know, we'll sort this all out in the morning. Um, but as this day goes by, um, there's no sign of him. But the following morning, he does appear at the inn as you're all sitting down to breakfast. He says, uh, if, you, if you're able to come along at some point today, I want to just clarify a few, few things about what happened okay. to the watch house. Yeah. By all means, so just finish your finish your breakfast. You know, take take your time. We're not going anywhere. But uh, yeah. and uh, in that moment, Prance, who's sitting eating breakfast with a pint, and <laughs> just backs the pint and looks at him like, "Ready, classic Prance." <laughs> okay, well, so okay, okay, he's barely turned and gone back to the door. So you're like, "All right," and you just straight up down your pint and straight up just bang. okay. Uh, is it your first pint of the day? Oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. It. Not quite that hard going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's just your first part. A pint with really just like I'm still in celebration mode here. This is like this is a couple of days of revelry after yeah. like going and killing all those orcs. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, uh, so you're ready to go. What about what about you two? <laughs> uh, before we do anything, I want to head to the to the uh, to to get a new boat we yes, the, the, was the local blacksmith. Yeah. You, you talked to him before, didn't you? Yeah, I think he said that the longbow was 50 gold. So. I will double-check that, but I believe that's probably close. Um, in which case, we sold off the gems, we made a fair, a fair penny on those. So Yeah, you were able to... Um, actually, you through through the, the revelry, that was a guy in the pub was willing to part with some money for them. But part with some money to you for them. Yeah, no. which was nice, because yeah. we, we all like money. <laughs> it's useful for buying new things. It is, yeah, very useful. Um, okay, so so I'm gonna head to the blacksmith. Head to the blacksmith. I'm torn between between doing that and just keeping an eye on 
and Prontz still, but I think in his merriment he's... We could probably just leave Prontz. Do you yeah. want to just take another, another drink and we'll be back in a second? <laughs> um, I think I need some things for these spells that I've learned. Like, I'm reading these notes, it seems that there's a few little bits and pieces that I may or may not need in order to make these things happen. And Far be it from me to pass up the opportunity to set fire to things. Um, so then let's come with and I'll, I'll get my ingredients. There's got to be some local, I don't know, merchant that'll give me my bits and pieces while you go to the back. There, there's a general kind of supply store that you'd be able to kind of have a look in, see if you can pick up the bits that you need. So we're not actually ready. Sorry. <laughs> he kind of, uh, he sort of, he looks at um, you, Emily, and you walk, and it's like, he kind of raises an eyebrow as if to say, like, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll be with you shortly. He gives you a nod and says, well, you know, whenever you're ready, just uh, just go a couple of questions. It's, uh, it's, uh, none, it's of you, none of you are in point, trouble, right? but like, I just need to clarify some stuff. Um, so so his business kind of done with you guys. He's, he's delivered his sort of invitation to the watch house. He, he turns... Um, Thor is behind the bar, the you know the, the female dwarf. He uh, he gives her gives her a sort of respectful nod. She gives him a, a cheeky wink back, and uh, and he leaves. So yeah, heading to the blacksmith. He's just kind of opening up his shop. That longbow that you looked at previously is still there. Fantastic. Yeah, um, he's willing to yeah part with it for fifty gold pieces. Would he be willing to? Can I sell my shortbow to him? Part X. Yeah, if you part exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I, I talked to the the, the blacksmith. Ah, uh, oh, you're right there. How you doing? Hi, uh, I'm in, still interested in that bow. I was wondering if I could give you my short bow to try and take down some of the price. Okay, he um, he, he he takes a look at it. He takes it off your hands and kind of seems kind of testing the wood, bending it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not in bad shape. Um, well, what, what kind of price are you looking for? Somewhere around ten gold. Ten gold. Okay. Uh, make a persuasion check. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, not persuasion check. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. It's not. Oh, yeah. I get. I get. I'll give you that for this. So uh, I'll be uh, forty gold for the longbow. Uh, you want any extra arrows or for that? I'll take another ten arrows. I mean, arrows are twenty for gold. So. Yeah, I'll buy another twenty arrows then. Yeah. Okay. So forty-one gold off. Mark that down. Yep. Um, your new longbow, um, where your short bow did one uh, d six piercing, your longbow does one d eight piercing. It's still plus five attack bonus. Yeah, your, your attack bonus is the same. Um, it just does uh, a different type of dice. So it's one d eight plus three now. Yes, instead of one d six plus three. Okay. Cool. Uh, Bork, you buying anything at the uh, the old uh, blacksmiths? Uh, I'm looking at. I don't think so. I mean, I've got my hand axe and longsword still. And- yeah, I don't really think I need to upgrade those. Let's see if he's got a better sword. It does, like looking around in his his shelves. I mean, he's a kind of country blacksmith, really. He doesn't have anything. He's got a couple of sort of old, oldish looking. I mean, they're not bad shape, but they they don't really look like an improvement on what you've got. No. Um, in fact, you, your sword itself is actually one of your your better pieces of equipment, really. Right. Um, you think to to get something better than that, you'd have to see like either like a, a much more sort of, yeah, a much sort of more kind of master craftsman kind of thing, or it would be something enchanted. To, yeah. Well, to, I'll, I'll just hold on to what I've got for now and, and you know save for a better equipment later. Yeah. Um, okay, Prince, are you? So you're you're heading. There's a small general store. You haven't been in there before. Um, but there's a kind of brightly painted green sign out front with like a bag of grain on it. Going inside, you find the shelves are quite cramped. There's a lot been sort of put into this quite small premises. Um, behind the the desk is a middle-aged looking kind of half-elf man. Looks a little bit sort of, a um, couple of sort of wrinkles under the eyes and that. He's, um, you know, he's, he's no longer, he doesn't look like much of an adventure. He's just sort of like, this is... He's, he's happy to be a storekeeper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Greece is kind of go, oh, oh, hello there. How, how, how may I help you today? Um, hello there, sir. I, I'm looking for some slightly unusual components. I've, uh, I'm, I'm looking for ruby dust. Ruby dust. Hmm. Well, uh, that is that is a little bit rare in these parts. Um, was, was that the only thing you were looking for? It's quite, it's quite specific. Um, there's a couple of other little bits and pieces I could do with, uh, perhaps, 
Now, just just the one dose of ruby dust will do me, but I do need some uh, brimstone and some powdered iron alongside that. Uh, but the, the, uh, the iron's no problem. The brimstone, um, well, that's uh, that's a bit more of an ask. Um, it, it might take me some time to go through my inventory here, but I, I, I may have some out in the back. We had a merchant come through the other week, and so it seemed quite eager actually to offload a lot of. Well, I thought it was a load of all rubbish at the time. But, uh, my wife insisted on taking it, but um, give me give me a minute. He disappears out back, and um, no one else in the store at this point. Um, he's gone for a good five minutes, and you can sort of hear some sort of rummaging around and there's some sort of muffled cursing oh, bloody, you know, boxes and, you know, sort of thing and um, some sounds of thing he, he does come back with one small pouch a little bit smaller than you were maybe thinking when you were like I need a bunch of ruby dust but it's looks to be enough to just about run your spell that you were thinking of okay. so um, and he puts it on the desk oh, there's, there's your ruby dust so the iron's no problem you, you can get some of that around here but Priests use it in, in certain uh, certain incantations. Um, he says, uh, "You're in luck. Um, some brimstone here it was right at the bottom of this chest." Um, but uh, yes, I, I believe this is this what you're looking for. Well, the going rate that I've that I've found on my travels for the the ruby dust is around fifty. But to look at that bag, hmm, it doesn't look like you've necessarily got a fifty gold's worth there. Prons thinking this whilst knowing that there's 50 golds worth of rubies yeah, yeah. in this bag. <laughs> there's definitely 50 golds worth of, I mean rubies aren't cheap and this is like it's it's it, it's not like what you consider like I need a bulk bag of ruby dust like it's enough there for like your spell to work which is definitely 50 golds worth sort of thing and um, <laughs> well how much did you want for the powdered iron and the brimstone just b- before we get into the ruby talk well, in well, fact like these these are fairly common items I don't expect to have to pay much for this well the, the, the iron I'd let you have for a gold um, but uh, a gold for for dust, for it's, iron dust. It's very pure. We've taken out a lot of the uh, sort of um, impurities. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken, taken out a lot of the, the the mess that comes with powdering this the iron. You know, don't get a lot of not a lot of metal structures around here. You might have seen. Uh, you may say this. I'll be the judge of your iron dust. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Confrontation. Oh, wow. Franz is a hell of a haggler. Like. <laughs> Um, that, that breakfast beer that is clear. Yeah, you're, you're feeling <laughs> very, uh, you're feeling very uh, cocksure oh, about about commerce. I've mean, been setting fire to things and burning them up left, right, and centre. If this man wants to haggle too hard, then France might get ideas. You're horny for a bargain. <laughs> um, <laughs> <it's setting fire. laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, uh, well, make me an offer. Um, how about for the job lot? Uh, so we'll say mm, I'll be friendly. Forty nine for the ruby dust, and perhaps that's a hell of a bargain. You're asking for oh. out of character. <laughs> like there's fifty there. You're like, I'll give you forty nine. I'll give you forty nine and a half. I'm gonna try my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and shall we say for the rest, I'll give you a whole gold. So we'll call it fifty for the for the job lot. Make a persuasion check. My persuasion. He's taking a little bit of a loss here. So, what am I rolling? A 20? 20, yeah. 17. 17, okay. He sort of weighs it up. He's like, well, for sure there's probably. Seems. The brimstone is. He's kind of like weighing things up in his head. He's like, brimstone is. Well, it's 60. From seeing this, that he's had a moment of trepidation, says to him, like, it seems like you're having a moment of consternation about selling these items, and I appreciate that I'm a particular kind of customer for a particular kind of item. I'm not do, judging you, sir. Do you meet many men of my particular background? It's too many uses of the word. Francis <laughs> <laughs> particular. Well, just pay the guy. <laughs> I want it for too many fifty gold, not sixty. No, not really. But I, you know, I, I, I pride myself on knowing generally what these things are worth and yeah I've got a family to feed. As soon as you said family to feed, Prance just got a feeling of like I don't 
got me there. <laughs> Slams 60 cold on the table. Grabs up the pouches and kind of gives us a look like you better spend that on your family. <laughs> he sort of, thank you very much, sir. Okay, he pushes the items. Would sir require a bag for those? No, a good day, sir. And straight out of the house. I said good day. Absolutely happy that you didn't manage to get any kind of discount. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so you got your stuff, but you didn't manage to get one over on the half elf. Were you two still in the. Did you follow him into the shop? I like the idea that we were still by the door, I think, watching. Yeah, we're either side of the door just in case he tries to set fire to things. Yeah. Okay. The, the half elf kind of watches watches you go, and then um, it suddenly sort of seems to dawn on him that there's other people who are okay. Can I help you, gentlemen, with anything? It's fine. We were just checking. He wasn't going to set fire to you. Yeah. He looks a little bit like set fire. Like yeah. I wasn't going to set fire to him. You lean back in the door. Storming these <laughs> two still irritated. <laughs> Thank you very much for putting up with him. Well, uh, sixty gold. Sixty gold. <laughs> Can't say no to that. And not being on fire is also pretty good. Well, See you later. That's always a, <laughs> always a bonus. Yes. Um, okay, so you find yourself in the street. It's it's actually quite a cloudy day. Been quite nice that so far the t- your time here, but like almost looks like it's a storm brewing on the horizon. Maybe it's a little bit dark over over to the north. Um, as, you, as you make your way along the street, there's a few people out and about now. The mood of the town seems a little bit lifted since you. Um, since you sort of solved the the missing children thing, but it's 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 an odd mood because obviously it was one of their own, you know, words gotten about a bit. That, you know, Martin Summerfield was like, Martin Summerfield did it. Oh yeah, Martin Summerfield oh, took those children. You know, um, so the, it's it's an odd mood. Like people are like glad that there's it's been solved, but also somber, maybe. somber because you know someone they someone know. who they thought they knew was uh, was was maybe not who he thought who they thought he was. Kind of thing. Making your way to the main square, see the temple in front of you, just where it was. Doors are open. Um, you can hear the sound of some sort of bells ringing on the inside, but nothing kind of draws you there. Opposite it is the watch house. Um, you going in, or what are you? What are you doing? Um, yeah, we're gonna go. Let's we go into the watch. Te- uh, the watch. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So going in. Um, there's no sign immediately of Officer Barrick, um, but Officer Lambert is, is sat at his desk. He seems to have just brewed himself a drink. He says, oh, the, thanks for coming. Um, please take a seat. Obviously he's got a couple of chairs in front of the front of his desk. He says, um, I, uh, I've been meaning to ask you to clarify some of the, the things we've, Martin hasn't been the most talkative. Um, in fact, you, well, you saw the state he was when you brought him in. You know, broken man and all that. He's he's pretty much still there. He did it himself. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, that that is maybe. But um, how how did you how did you figure out it was him? The flowers in the toilet. Fla- fla- yeah. Flowers in the toilet. Yeah. That's. That's exactly. Yep. <laughs> what a what a leap! Like how? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. My companion wow. Bork's deductive skills are beyond compare. <laughs> well, I, t- I, I tip my head to you. Quite Bork. happy with myself. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, good, but wow, what a catch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, so you, you figured it was him. How did you? How did you find uh, Jeremy? You know, we he was a bit of a state when we brought it, brought him in. The the priests have been he's back with them. They've been feeding him and taking <clears> care of him. I think he's I think he's going to be okay, but. How did you? How did you find him? Uh, we noticed that there was something strange about the bookcase. Uh, myself and Bork, after some discussion, uh, tried to move it, and uh, in doing so, Bork managed to uh, hit a book, which made the whole thing slide away from the wall. Wow. Okay. Well, and uh, Martin just let you into his house. Ah, uh, you could say that. It. The door wasn't locked. No, it was locked. It wasn't locked well. He kind of okay. He kind of raises an eyebrow and is like, he, "You could see him sort of weighing things up because you have just admitted to breaking and entering." But I at the same time, <laughs> I appreciate that what we did wasn't strictly legal. But also, he was stealing children. I feel like, in the grand scheme of things, we're probably still in the right. 
the greater good. Yeah, okay. The greater good. <laughs> greater good. The greater good. Um, can you... Okay, make a persuasion check for me. This isn't going to be particularly hard, but... Dramatic. Uh, 20. <laughs> 20. Okay, yeah. He sort of... I guess so, shall Okay, yeah. uh, he kind of nods. He's like, well... I can... Uh, I can... Okay, I can make this work. Don't worry about it. Um, it's that or Prawn sets fire to everything. <laughs> well, that's... We don't want that. Exactly. We, 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 we really don't want that. Um, Prons, neither do we. In, in the moment that he threatened that, Prons kind of like brought his hand up in a like flourish for a second, and the second he said we don't want that, he put it straight back. <laughs> like I'm ready at any moment. Yeah. Prons is basically our Hulk at this point. Don't <laughs> me. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, uh, like I say, we'll I'll, I'll smooth this over. I mean, we we can we can kind of fudge it a little bit. Um, you know, Barrett won't be too happy. He doesn't seem to like you guys anyway, but uh, we'll just say that you had reason to go in and find it, and that, that's fine. You know, crime solved, he, he won't care too much, so long as I, I tell him in the right way. Just tell him we heard screams from outside, so we ran in. Hmm, yeah, that could work. I'd rather not lie to you, but if you want to lie to him, you go for it. Uh, no, leave it with me, leave it with me. Um, see, I, I owe you for saving my niece, and... Uh, yeah, don't don't worry about it. We'll we'll get this in we'll get this in hand. How much it. do you think you owe us for saving your niece? I couldn't put a monetary value on I it. I shrink the <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Yeah, he, he just kind of raises an eyebrow and is like uh, he he knew what you were sort of what your sort of move you, you were going for there. I kinda of nudge Bork and sort of shrunk like I tried. You tried. Yeah. That's all we can ask for. Uh, at this point, can I get a perception check from right. a- anyone who wants to do one? I've got plus four. I don't think anybody's beaten me no, on that. Oh, so I that, needed plus well, four because I rolled a one. Five. Right. Incandescent you- in your rage at not being able to extort a poor policeman <laughs> whose um, daughter, uh, whose niece you just saved, you're you're a little bit focused on what's going on and you don't hear anything. I'm, I'm going to attempt uh, yeah. a perception check as well. Uh, we got. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. At this point in the in the conversation, like I say, um, it's a little bit of a lull, and you hear from down the corridor. It's an area you haven't been in. It sort of sounds like incoherent kind of shouting, and what sounds like the uh, the rattling of metal on metal. Oh, well, it sounds like you've been uh, wrapping up the, the the town drunks from the, the commotion. I mean, maybe uh, not. That's that. Uh, that's, uh, that's that bloke who we caught the other night trying to break into the temple. He's been uh, ranting and raving. Could we let Prontz Prontz talk to him? So, uh, well, uh, if you if you think you can get anything out of him, he, he barely talks to us, but he just rants, and you know we we can't make sense of it. If anyone understands the nonsensical, it's Prontz. Mm. Making the nonsensical <laughs> sensical since two thousand seventeen. So this man is 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 adult, you say. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that's, that's as good a word as any for it. He's, uh, ever since we called him, actually, he seems, you know, he seemed to be fairly with it when we called him, and then he's just, just lost it. Just jabbering incoherently, or is there the, a structure to the sentences that you simply do not follow? Um, well, a little of both, really. He's, uh, sometimes it doesn't seem to be words, sometimes he's sort of going on and on about, got a running out of time for something or who who caught you said since you caught him was he speaking coherently when you caught him uh well you know he seemed to be moving normally as anyone who uh, caught him uh well uh well fa- father mullen was luckily up uh, fairly late uh sort of saw him to, you know he had bro- just broken his way through one of the back rooms of the temple and luckily father mullen was you know had his wits about him ah father mullen i know him well Bountiful harvests be upon him. Well, if you, if you believe in that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, none of us do. <laughs> <laughs> not even prawns. We, we met Father Mullen, did we not? Is he not the man that I spoke to and wished bountiful harvests upon, what have you? Almost yeah, definitely, but uh, you still don't believe that. Yeah, I set fire to far too many things to be on the side of bountiful you, harvests. You would guess he was the one um, that you met, but there were a couple of sort of, uh, sort of other lesser priest in there so it could be anyone there. but you would guess just from the sort of Com- confident as he is Prons is just absolutely certain that this is the case oh yeah I mean why wouldn't it be <laughs> <laughs> 
It seems odd that he was coherent up until you caught him. Who brought him in? So the priest caught him. Who brought him yeah, in? Yeah, uh, I think uh, the, the story I heard. <laughs> I, I was here on duty. Um, Father Mullen and his uh, associates managed to subdue him and. Of course, the temple's right there, so they just brought him over. Well, gentlemen, it sounds like you've already volunteered me for this role. I mean, I'd, I'd I mean, what, yeah, what was the best thing to do to talk to someone in this? Uh, in I feel bork as though I've got an idea. You and I, as we've been drinking together and getting to know each other a little bit, and I feel like you're an aggressive little man that's got away with intimidation potentially. I've certainly seen you put that sword into a few things. Irrespective of whether that's true, that's what Prontz is saying. <laughs> Just, I'm not sure if you're making a pass at him or not. <laughs> I think I know where he's coming from. Are you, I, I feel are you like guys dating? I feel like he's a good cop, bad cop. Ah, oh, you read my mind. Oh god. I'm gonna wait outside. <laughs> so I'm going with Prontz. Do you want to be the good cop or the bad cop? Let's flip for it. Wait, what are we flipping? Do, like, do you want to do an oh, actual no. flip? He literally means backflips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's with the backflips, didn't you? <laughs> um, my athletics is minus one. Yeah, this would be acrobatics. Acrobatics. Zero. I'll flip for it. Oh, you you, you want to flip for this? <laughs> yeah, let's flip for this. <laughs> okay, old, old you, find, you find a vaguely open area in the we middle of the floor. Chair. Like, <laughs> Lambert's kind of looking like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> but he doesn't move to stop you. I'm limbering up. Okay. I'm still. I'm actually just by the door watching. I've decided this is probably Prons too takes like a nice low stance and hitches his robe up above say, his knees. You're, you're wearing a robe. <laughs> and like a point. I already described noodle-like arms, and he's got absolutely legs to match. So there's like two matchsticks that are covered in hair, inexplicable amounts of hair. And I crouch down low and. I rolled and get a 17. That's not bad. I mean, you you flip, like, against all odds. Like, you're like, it, it, like it's it, improbable. Like, say, no one was expecting this. Like, you did, like, even, even monsters it. You're wiry, and, like, you even seemed a little surprised yourself that you managed to land it. Lambert, <laughs> <laughs> I almost, like, he's kind of stunned in the shot for a second. He almost lets out, like, a, oh, well, <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, okay, wasn't expecting this today. I love style. Like, Lambert seems like he's into it now. He kind of looks at you, Bork. He's like, you, you gonna take that? Prompt. I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but I gotta give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Recognising that he's achieved the impro- improbable, <laughs> Prompt's kind of like. Pulls a, like a gang sign thing, very similar to what he's seen Bork doing so far. Like he, he gets a thing like this means something to him, and sort of looks at him like, "Yeah, and what? Like your, your turn. Let's go." Well, the gauntlet has now been set, so yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I've limbered up. Uh, I, I, I am. I guess I've got my, I've got my chainmail on all the time, really. I mean, yeah. You can take it on. Leave it on. Leave it on. Yeah, you can. You know, you got it. Roll it. Six. Uh, six. <laughs> six. Plus, plus we rank erratics. Zero. Zero. Okay, I. You kind of managed. You, were you going for a front, a front flip or a back flip? <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm going back. Uh, okay, you you make it horizontal before like just landing right on your shoulders like. <laughs> You find yourself looking at a strange, a, a strangely clean ceiling. Um, like you're a little dazed, and then um, looking up, Officer Lambert kind of leans over and goes, y- "You okay, Bok?" Yeah, uh, I, I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm bad cop. <laughs> can I make? Can I suggest you do best of three? I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you should try it. Yeah. He, no, no, the hearing this is just like, no, 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 I, I think you'll find one out of one is fine enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll get up, I'll brush I, I myself reach, off. Prontz reaches a hand down to help you up, because there's definitely... No, a no, 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 I can get myself up, it's all good, it's all good. Okay, that, that's kind of like, okay, but like, okay, just so we're clear, you guys can't be roughing him up or anything, you're just going to talk to him, right? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So <laughs> <laughs> That's the most unconvincing yeah I've ever heard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Looking at each other like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we won't hurt him. <laughs> okay, alright, so, okay, make a persuasion check. If, like, are you lying to him or are you, like, if you were lying, I, I don't know right now. Yeah, okay, well, that's the kind of like, Okay, we'll, like, we'll, leave, we'll leave it. Okay, okay. So he sort of buys it, and he's like, "All right, okay. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in the corridor. I'm not going to just leave you in a cell with a guy." Um, but he, he leads you down, and there's a couple of cells, three cells, and off from the main um, room, door goes sort of. There's like a fairly long corridor, but off instead of one, one wall is wood to the outside. The other wall is uh, bars into cells. Um, the first one, you can see asleep on the, um, sleep on a bed, like quite a rough looking kind of metal frame really, rather than anything else. It's not like comfortable, <laughs> is uh, Martin Sommerfeld. You recognize him from his nightgown. He's uh, facing away from you and now he looks to be asleep. Middle cell is empty. The far cell, as you approach, um, you do notice with his hands wrapped around the bars, um, staring out at the at the blank wooden wall opposite, is a, a thin man with um, kind of shoulder length, sort of uh, dirty blonde brown hair. Um, definitely looks kind of unwashed and un unbrushed for a couple of days. Uh, he's quite wide-eyed. He doesn't notice your approach at all. He's um, the clothes he's wearing, though, on sort of closer inspection, while dirty and a bit sort of messed up, do have kind of like a bit of a fine sort of air about them, just the, the sort of the cut and the tailoring and that. Um, so, yeah, as I say, he doesn't really notice your approach. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, you're the bad cop. I'm not... Did, does the good cop ever lead? What, what, what could I, am I supposed to walk in and tell him, you know, we're going to be nice, and then you come in and slam your fist on the desk and say, tell us everything? I'm not sure it'll work. Do you want me to you want me to go in slamming fists first? Fists, knives, swords. Well, yeah. Whatever you feel like slamming. At this point, Lambert leans in and goes, "Don't slam anything. It's a crazy man that we can't understand. I don't want you to beat him up." Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Fine. No slamming. <laughs> we'll, we'll play it calm to start off with. Let's just. Let's just test this peace of mind. Yeah, let's test the waters. You you go in and have a little word. Just just make it clear that you're not taking any bit nonsense from this man. And I'll listen in. Let's hear if hear if I can hear any familiar phrases or terms. If he's talking gibberish to these people, perhaps it's perfect sense and they're simply ignorant. Uh, Can I I ask? uh, Do we? What's his name, the guy's name? Do we know him? We, we, we don't know what his name is. We he didn't, know didn't have any sounds. identification. He's not from around here. Okay. But then neither are you guys, so... Alright. I'll go, I'll go on in, if that's cool. Uh, sure. Um, Lambert is sort of a little bit warily, but he opens the... He, opens the, he unlocks the, the door with a quite large key, and he sort of puts his hand on his shoulder and goes, Remember, no rough stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Slam>. <laughs> okay, so going in again, the man doesn't really seem to react to you in that. He's sort of now that you're in there, you can hear him kind of muttering under his breath a little bit, but he's not reacted to you. He's just like, no, no, one, one, one more, nearly, nearly, nearly out of time. No, no more, no, 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 no more. Over, over. Well, that you want the time? Good morning. It's it's morning time. He kind of he whirls around. He's like, Wide-eyed, and he's he looking at human head height, and then looks down and sees you, and he's sort of, yeah, down here, flinches at you. Get, 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 get away, get, little, little man. What? No, leave, 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 leave me alone. I, I, I leave you alone. I haven't touched you. No, no, You're no, babbling. No, no time. No time. What time? Uh, no time like <laughs> presents. <laughs> now, go, go, gotta get it. Gotta, gotta get out of there. Gotta get out of where? <laughs> Make a persuasion check. See if, you, see if you're getting through to him. Seven. Seven. Okay, you don't. He doesn't. He just. He doesn't really seem to be kind of taking in your questions. He's just kind of like, a little bit. He, he's out of it. He's just sort of babbling. I, I, I think, he's just babbling. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to Prance, thinking I, I need a little backup here at this point. He's, he's peering his head around the door frame. 
in a way that's really conspicuous to like any normal person would have spotted this surely yeah <laughs> uh, so Prun steps into the doorframe and says um looks like you could do with a hand or two <laughs> okay and he walks in with his hands held up <laughs> Like, here they are! Okay, the, the guy seems to have a pretty visceral reaction to you. Okay. Um, he steps way back into the corner and is almost sort of mm. scrabbling at the wall. Going, no, no, not again. No, no, leave me alone. I don't know you, sir. I don't know more what. Make a persuasion check. Four. <laughs> With no plus, <laughs> so just four. Uh, you, you, again, you don't really seem to get through so much but he, he continues to the babbling he's sort of like no, I, I, I tried to, to, they stopped me I, I couldn't get I tried to get what you wanted this man seems completely out of his yeah and I'm not sure that our, our persuasive powers or our, our ability to speak to this man is really getting through to him I've, and perhaps I did learn something in my book that may help us here yeah I have, I have a spell now named Charm Person and I have, well, it's akin to, I don't know, a mental assault, I suppose. And I'm, I'm a little hesitant, given his behaviour, to do this to him. But perhaps we, I could charm him and he could explain to us exactly what has occurred to him. In a, I don't want to assume too much, but for him to see me and think not again, I, wizards, there is magic at work here. You could certainly try that if you wanted to do that. Do you agree, Bork, shall yeah. I? Yeah, I've got nothing else, I'm not allowed to rough him up. So, re- <laughs> reaching into his pocket, past the pocket pork. <laughs> it's so, the pocket pork is going off. Oh, it's, it's still there, though. Yeah. This is being kept for reasons. Uh, reaching past it, he gets pulls his ruby dust out, if memory serves. It's the ruby dust that I need for... Uh, I don't think you do. I think oh, it's, just, it's just vocal, and you've got to make... Do you've got oh, to make symbols right, in your hand? For, I can't remember what the ruby dust is Continual flame needs ruby dust. That was it, yeah. So charm plus an extra. I'm, I'm forgetting... Okay, yeah, no, no, you just you just have a go. I've got to make a wisdom saving throw. Or he's charmed by you. This won't be particularly hard. He doesn't seem... He's not like... From what you can tell, he's not too together up there at the moment. No, it doesn't seem like so, it. Uh, oh, that's pretty high, though. <laughs> um... What is your spell save DC? Spell save DC, 13. 13. He does make his wisdom saving throw, unfortunately. So you've expended a spell slot. You guess maybe he's um, a little too far gone for this to work. He's kind of maybe tunnel visioning it and he's not recognizing friends from from maybe not really there kind of thing. Okay. At the very least to the level which your spell power is currently giving, you know. Well, Bork, that didn't work. For the listeners at home, the spell save was D- 13 and I rolled 17. <laughs> so. Uh, this, is, this is a tricky one. Mm, He's proper, proper gone right now. He is. Oh, with my magical powers failing, uh, I remember there was a certain other item that we found in the spoils of our last adventure that may help <laughs> here. A certain potion that... Uh, That's a love potion. But I mean, please don't sleep with them. <laughs> it's been set up this whole time. Now, Bork, do you, do you feel you have it in you to to fend off this man's affections and possibly steer him towards giving us the information we need, or or am I asking too much of of a, of a halfling, a proud halfling warrior, to have him? That's, have... That started off racist and then just veered into like. <laughs> I don't know what. Veered <laughs> uh, into backpedalling, you are a proud warrior and I am now building you up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if it is worth it. We, we, we've come at this guy like expecting something and we, we haven't got anything out of him. Perhaps we should ask an Othe. Yeah. It's pretty close to getting my name right. <laughs> Are you literally just leaning on the wall like? Yeah, just like, <laughs> I've been leaning against the wall, just listening to them because it's entertaining. Okay, fair enough. Are you? Uh, what would you like to do? Are you going to join in? Uh, I'm going to kick the other two out of the cell. Okay. Aww. <laughs> kind of scurry out like we did our bit, okay. chasing children. Like, oh. As as, as Prince Tried. leaves, you do sense a slight, like a little bit of like some of the pressure seems to be off. You can't guess what it was, but like. 
Prompts seem to agitate him a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. What? What did the man with the? What did the man in the wizard robe do to you? Well, make a persuasion check. Seventeen. Um, you do seem to get his attention a little bit better than the others did. He's no, I'm surprised. <laughs> he's um, he kind of he closes his eyes for a second. He's trying to focus. He starts scratching at his chest a little bit, almost maybe he's sort of unconsciously kind of doing it. This is uh, man, the, the robe made me made me try to take it. One d- only only one day left, or I'll die. Take it off. You've taken a poison. He kind of shakes his head. Again, you could say he's kind of fighting through whatever haze has come across him. He says, um, no, no, no. Wanted me to take it. I got... I can't... I haven't got time. I need to take it. There's a snickering from just behind the door frame. <laughs> he said, take it. <laughs> I'm going to pick a stone up off the floor and ricochet off a wall and try and hit Pons in the head with okay, it. Okay, make a uh, make an attack roll. Oh. An attack roll? Well, yeah. I mean, what are you throwing at him again? Just like a teeny yeah. tiny little pebble. Well, yeah, but, you know. Okay, make, uh, yeah, and add your dex modifier. Okay, so what does that work? D20 and add your dex okay. modifier, yeah. Oh, six. Yeah, it doesn't hit Pons. Damn it. Nice try there. <laughs> See a little roll just goes by. Right. Yeah. Just look up. <laughs> He's like, take it. <laughs> he was scratching his chest. Um, what's he wearing? He's got, it looks to be, maybe at one time it was quite a nice white shirt, but it's just messed up. Over the top of that, he's wearing a um, kind of tatty looking sort of waistcoat and just some sort of. Not terrible, but like they've been, you know, they're worn, worn to the trousers and. and um, what's is there something wrong with your chest? He uh, okay. He so keeps scratching. He says, "Here, here is where I die." Sounds a lot like there's something underneath his shirt. I'm gonna, Officer Lambert, come come here. Yeah, Lambert comes in. Yeah, well, what's up? Have you checked this man's? Have you checked this man since he came in? Well, we, we kind of gave him the once-over. He didn't have any knives or anything on him, so... Uh, have you checked underneath his clothes? Well, we don't really don't really tend to strip down. Guys. They, they, we don't, you, why don't you just see if there's anything wrong with his chest? Do you want or me to get, 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 get a healer get, or something? Get, get or? A heal, bring a healer and, and we need to check this now. Okay. Um, well, take me a minute. I'll have to run over to the... the run over to the Go away quickly as you can. Okay. Um, he, he runs out. Are you, are you going to talk to him while Lambert's gone? I'm just going to talk to him and keep him calm and just generally tell okay, him. Okay, so, so Lambert, Lambert runs that. away. Okay. He comes back with, uh, not the priest that you met before, but one of the, the guys. You do recognise him. He does look sort of vaguely familiar. One of the sort of younger looking priests from the temple across the road. Um, guy comes in and goes, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is the guy we caught, uh, caught the other night trying to, trying to break in. What can, I, what can I do? There's something wrong with his chest and you need to fix it. Okay, do you want... Want to be a bit more specific? Or? I don't know what it is. You're a healer, you tell me. Okay, well, uh, well all right. <laughs> um, the guy is still a little bit sort of combative and that. Um, the priest uh, comes up and just sort of, he says, well, I could, I could do with a hand, keeping him still, if you, if you could. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell him, it'll be okay, just give me one second, I'm going to help. And okay. then I'm gonna hold his arms just by his side, not roughly. Right. Uh, like yeah, can, can I get? <laughs> yeah, not like behind his back. But can, I, can, I, can I get one more persuasion check from you for that? Because that's quite a. Oh no! It was eight. <laughs> hey, okay, he does. He doesn't. He seems to not really enjoy really you holding his arms. But I'm gonna need an athletics check from you as he starts to, because you're basically grappling him essentially. 17. 17. I'm going to need to make a... Okay, yeah, no, you, you're holding him pretty well, sort of... The stealthiest type, But he's fighting you a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I am, in fact, the knight. Yeah. Prons. Prons. E- even in the morning, you are even the knight. Um, Prontz and myself are aware of the, the scuffly sounds a little bit, so we're, we're kind of keeping an eye. <laughs> yeah. One head in from each side of the door. <laughs> yeah, okay. The priest... Surely um, be one above the other. <laughs> The priest um, sort of undoes the buttons of the guy's shirt and then takes a step back. Um, you can't see it because you're behind him, yeah. but you two looking in can see, at least from the bit that's been um, revealed, 
what looks to be a weird kind of the top of a circular kind of mark on the guy's skin, which you can't see anymore of it, but it looks it looks painful, it looks like almost burnt in yeah. sort of thing. Prance raises an eyebrow upon seeing this. Yeah. The guy is again he's, he's still fighting you for the to get free, but like the the priest kinda of looks up, he's like, I haven't seen anything like this before. Prance, have you seen anything like this? I may have. I, I will require a closer inspection of the wound. Come here, don't touch it. Make an... Uh, well, what kind of thing are you thinking? Are you? I'm thinking it's going to be some sort of magic-related thing. It seems like that's what he's had trouble with, given what he said. So. Okay, with that in mind, make an arcana check for me. Okay, plus five. One, six. Oh, uh, it, it doesn't look like anything at all to you. No, um, it, it looks <laughs> like a bloody wound. <laughs> yeah, it don't, it, your your magical sense of this thing is not... You, you don't pick up anything off of it, but you're not particularly confident in your role. But like, Bork, do you want to come have a look? I'll have a look. It, it could just be... Yeah, you can take a look. Well, you've got your, your, your previous medical training. As a soldier, I believe. This is very true, because you might be able to recognize it. <coughs> Take a look at it if you want. What, what are you looking at it with an eye towards? Um, I think he's been branded. Um, yeah, okay. By make, someone. Make or, a medicine check then for me. Yeah. Okay. We've got uh, so zero for medicine, so here we go. Okay. I, I thought you had medicine in your background, don't worry. No, you still make a check, but like. Yeah, no, I'll just yeah. check. Two. Two. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as you could tell, like that could be a birthmark or anything. Like, <laughs> upon hearing Bork's idea that this may be a prank, I cannot roll fucking dice. <laughs> upon hearing his idea that this may be a branding, and with a small amount of medical oh expertise God, under his belt, Pruntz hears this and uh, wanders over and looks again and thinks, "Oh, well, maybe with my medical eye, I will sure, see something." Okay. And then we get seven. Seven. Uh, I mean, it's clearly not a birthmark. It could be a brand of some sort. Um, <laughs> so in, in this moment, he, he Prons kind of like pokes it a little bit. The guy like recoils and like. Prons, don't poke it. Jeez. Um, Whatever the equivalent of Jesus is, <laughs> don't poke it. At this point, the priest continues to undo the eye buttons and opens it completely, and um, it looks to be. A completely circular mark, starting just below his sort of what's that? Like your collarbone? Clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah. Clavicles on the back. No, it isn't. Scapulars on the back. Sorry. Yes, you're quite right. Yeah. You're quite right. So just starting at like his clavicle and like taking up basically his whole kind of upper chest area. It's perfectly circular. On close inspection, it does look almost kind of not carved, but like there's a weird kind of detail to it that's like, that's odd. Something odd about it. Uh, if nothing else, I could see that somebody has put handiwork into this, shall we say. Yeah. Um, so, shall I try and trade places with you so you can get a better look if you're holding him from behind? Shall I come and restrain him while you have a better look? Why don't we stop restraining him? Because I feel like he's getting agitated. Um, oh. every, hey, what, um, what do you make of a healer? Yeah, I haven't seen anything like this, but you know, this is—it doesn't look like a, any kind of wound I've seen. I'd say there's something magical about this. I'm gonna let. So I'm talking to the prisoner now. Okay. I'm gonna let go of you now. I need you to stay calm. Pronson, Pronson, Bork are gonna step out of the cell, and the healer's gonna step out as well. It's just gonna be <laughs> me and you. I really wish this wasn't an audio podcast, <laughs> just for the look that Mark gave when he just. Oh. <laughs> I'm so offended. All I wanted to do was headbutt him in his balls. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing that Bork is kind of dejected a little bit, Prunt's kind of like puts an arm around him, like, come on, old friend. We'll, if he doesn't want us in here, then we'll wait outside. I'm getting like a Batman and Robin vibe from you, you guys <laughs> yes. tonight. Which is which? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Depending on the situation. Yeah. Come on, old chum. <laughs> yeah, we'll go stand outside for a cell again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna let go. I'm gonna let go of the prisoner. How was? Sure. How's he react? He's kind of not in shock, but almost like he's sort of standing there, kind of shaking a little. Yeah. It's, it's tension. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm just gonna take a look at his chest with Arcana in mind. Sure. Yeah. Eight. I mean, you've only got the priest word to go by. We do. It's the most fun. 
What other roles can I make for this? I mean, you don't really have anything else you can... I think as a group, you've kind of... You've attempted. I tried. Yeah. Um, Didn't go well. There's definitely something up. This isn't normal, but, like, you cannot identify what this is. We can't um, even identify, like, the shape of these markings. That is... I mean, it's a circle. But, like, there's kind of, like, a... Yeah, like, I mean... Probably, it's fine. Yeah, you, you... We'll just ask. Yeah. But who gave this to you? Make a persuasion check. I mean, you, you're trying to make it for this. I realize there's a lot of checks, but. Oh God. It's a one. Three. <laughs> <laughs> <The dying>. <laughs> this is like. I'm much better at shooting people in the head. Night of the Dead dice. Apparently, I mean, this, Jesus. It was going well earlier. Yeah, it was. I was all charming and everything, and now I'm like, who gave it to you? Uh, <laughs> he seems to regress to his previous case. He's kind of muttering to himself. Prance, I need you to come and scare him. <laughs> <laughs> you want me in, you want me out. Just do what you're told. Alright, you kind of front wanders <laughs> in then, kind of like hurriedly like, alright fine, we'll get this done then. Well, what do you need me for? I need you to pretend you're casting a spell on him. Pretend I'm casting a spell? Make it look more theatrical. Use our prestidigitation. Uh, alright, well hearing that then, I sort of hear this and... Uh, Thinking to think, Prons thinking to himself like, well, what, what can I do? What could I do? Like, I, I could make sparks or smoke or something, but he doesn't seem like that's necessarily going to do anything. And then from behind, through the doorway, Apollonia flies in through the door frame and just sort of like starts hovering, like flapping right above his head, really like hard. Okay. <laughs> Prons says, if you want it to stop, you're going to talk. All right, make it make an intimidation check with advantage. Thirteen. So, and my intimidation zero. Okay, so roll it again. Five. Five. Okay, so thirteen. Yeah, he definitely doesn't like Apollonia. He's sort of, uh, uh, he's sort of trying to not batter away, but like he's he's agitated still. But he's like, you can see him trying to be compliant. A little bit more focused. Yeah. So tell us who did this to you. Kind of again, he's sort of fighting the words through. It's the man in the in the robe. Prons looks at down at his own robes for a second. Yeah. What? <laughs> not me. Who? Who? Which robes? Not, what? What color robes? Not you. I'm gonna point red. I'm gonna point at the. What colors the temple's robes? Ah, uh, they're just <laughs> they're just like a plain brown kind brown. of. Yeah. Red robes. Yeah. I mean that's new. That's information. We haven't encountered any red robes yet. Yeah, I'm not. Franz, do you have any knowledge of uh, a group that, that wear red robes? Well, do I? Um, <laughs> I mean, you can make a history check, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a colour of clothing, really. Yeah. I know, but it might be like, they're not like a sect that wears them or anything. Does the, is the, Could be. Who knows? Is the marking carved into your chest the marking of this group? This you don't know what the marking is, that's not going to help. But he can tell us if, the, like, was the marking on your chest on these men's robes? Uh, make a persuasion check. Lots of checks. 50 15. Plus four. Plus four. Oh no, so plus, plus zero. No, oh, talking, talking about problem. He's, he's, again, he's kind of floating through. He's, no, no, no marking on the robes. I have to, I have to get it for them. What do you have to get? Again, he's kind of fighting his way through the kind of fog and he says, um, from the temple, I need relic. Well, gentlemen, I believe we've ha got a lead. If nothing else, then finding out what the relic of the temple is will be a good first step. And if the at this point the priest kind of leads in and goes, "Ah, uh, well, we got the relics of Malar, but like they've been saved for sixty years." Relics of Malar? Do I know anything about this? Can I? You do can make a check. Yeah. <laughs> Before four plus five. <laughs> Scratching your head. I mean, you've never heard the name. Nope, no Malar. <laughs> <laughs> the priest is like, well, you may, may have heard of him. He was back in the uh, back in the Demon War. He kind of helped um, help defend our town against uh, against an attack. He died, but like a lot of people were saved. What is the relic? We've got a we've got a sort of spell focus thing, and uh, an old staff of his is broken, but we keep them near the altar. We need to go and see it to make sure it's still there. Yeah. Let's go to the temple. 
as we're walking out, Prince is kind of looking at his spell focus and giving it a once over, thinking like, hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, relics, you say? This it sounds like can it's I just quite interesting. Can I just clip Prince around the ear? <laughs> Seeing that I'm looking at Do this. I have to make another attack? No, you don't have right? to make an attack. I mean, like, that depends on how you respond to getting clipped around the ear. I mean. um, um, he quickly pockets his spell focus again, like, you weren't supposed to see me thinking about this. <laughs> This was maybe an insight into your thought processes that you, you didn't think the others should have. Okay. At least pretend you're not going to see it. <laughs> well, now I am. <laughs> okay, are you, you leaving the cell then? Yeah, I, think, I think we're going to get any more from this dude. He's incoherent. Mm. I'm, really, I'm, I'm concerned that the mark's going to kill him. I think I think that the mark be some might be some kind of timer that he's been given, and that's why he's worried about tomorrow. Well, he's that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Well, we've got until tomorrow, then. I guess we have to leave him locked in the cell. I'm not particularly comfortable about it. We should go and investigate these. I could leave Apollonia in the cell with him. As much as he doesn't seem like (laughs) he's that friendly with her. Let's not not do that. (laughs) Fine. Um, Officer Lambert, could you keep a close eye on him? I'm concerned something's going to happen in the next day. Uh, Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you think that's a possibility. I mean... Technically in my care anyway. At least till the magistrate comes and cart him off to the local capital. When does that happen? Uh, he swings by every couple of weeks just in case. So what? it's not soon? Um, well, the mayor's out of town till the end of the week. He might come back with him. End of the week. Okay. We've got a day anyway, so yeah. Um, okay, we'll leave him there then. A good day to you, Officer Lambert. Au <laughs> 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 revoir, chérie. <laughs> He kind of, he looks at he's like, it's, it's just Lambert. Shrug, walk off. There's a T on the end of it. Oh, <laughs> he shouts as we walk off. There's a T on the end of it. Lambert, one T. <laughs> okay, that's about going to do it for this episode. We hope you've all enjoyed it. Tune back in next time for the continuation of this story and the adventures of Prance, Bork and Enervay. Uh, we always want to hear your thoughts, comments and questions about the show and you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend with Dice. You can also email us directly at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and review us as well. Uh, we, uh, we really want to hear your opinions. It helps us to reach new listeners. Uh, so yeah, once again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next time.